High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. tries to put me down and says this school is great I tell him right away now what's the matter buddy ain't you heard of my school it's number one in the state hey hey take it away Welcome, football players, cheerleaders, and how about a special shout out to those football players wanting to be cheerleaders. I was going to say pretending, but that doesn't really happen in this film. This is another special Monday edition of High School Slumber Party, a cheer Monday edition. Of course, this is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where me and some friends look back at our teenage years with the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the party's at my place this evening. But first, school's still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I would like to see the results. First things first, did you listen to our episode on Friday? Yes, that's right, Charlie Talbert was here, Angus himself. And we had such a great interview, of course Kate Hudson was there as well, more on her later, FYI. But uh, that was so fun. Honestly, if you're a fan of Angus or you're a fan of this show and you didn't listen to that, please listen to that episode because he just shares so much. I think it's so awesome. And the feedback has been tremendous. You guys are really understanding the whole class participation thing. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. But I've gotten some awesome messages, some really, really awesome feedback, including one that just literally they messaged me as we were recording here. It's from this super cool band called Frontier Folk Nebraska, and they turned me on to their album called Freaks, and they said, you know, there was a lot of inspiration from Angus. And so far I'm listening. I love it. Do me a favor, guys, and check it out this week if you can, because I'm going to be listening to it a lot more this week, and I can't wait to talk about it a little bit more. And yeah, thank you for that recommendation, well, their own recommendation, Frontier Folk Nebraska. Woo, that's fun. So the album is Freaks, by the way. And once again, thank you, Charlie Talbert, for spilling so much on Angus. I really, really, really appreciate it. I think we all appreciate it out there as slumberers. So question, as it's Cheer Monday, did you do your homework for this week? Hmm, it was to watch a film called Fired Up. I don't know how many of you are familiar with it, but my guests this week... Kelsey Murray and returning guest Aislinn Addington were so perfect because Kelsey's an ex-cheerleader and Aislinn, 
might be one of the only people who really, really, really loves this film. Not that it was a bad film, but she's certainly the only one I knew who liked it. Ugh, that sounds so bad. There are so many good things to enjoy about this film. There are so many things maybe that don't age well, but you don't have to take my word for it. Lesson from the episode. Damn it, where's that bell when I need it? I just never know when it's going to ring. <laughs> anyway... This episode is just, it's a fun one, especially if you've been following along with our Cheer Monday series. See, I told you, I just don't know when it's going to ring. Hey, hey, whoa, come on. The bell doesn't dismiss you. I dismiss you. And again, we might be being homeschooled these days, but I brought the bell home with me. Boom. Anyway, if you've been listening along with our Cheer Monday series, you're going to really, really enjoy this episode. And I think this film, because it pays homage to a lot of other cheer films and honestly whether the movie's good the movie's bad or the movie's just okay i had a blast talking with both kelsey and Islin. so without further ado i'm going to leave you a song not just from the soundtrack well it might be on the soundtrack i'm not sure but this is on dr rick's playlist and that's lou bega's mumbo number five class dismissed Ladies and gentlemen, this is Mambo number five. One, two, three, four, five. Everybody in the car, so come on, let's ride to the liquor store around the corner. The boys say they want some gin and juice, but I really don't wanna. Beer buzz like I had last week. I must stay deep, cause talk is cheap. I like Angela, Pamela, Sandra, and Rita. And as I continue, you know they're getting sweeter. So what can I do? I really bag you, my lord. To me, flirting is just like a sport. Anything fine, it's all good. Let me jump in, please in the trumpet. A little bit of Monica in my life. A little bit of Erica by my side. A little bit of Rita's all I need. All right, our Cheer Monday series continues here on High School Slumber Party, and it's been a fun one so far, and I'm excited for this one because I actually had never seen this movie before this watch. But before any of that, we introduce ourselves a certain way on High School Slumber Party, and Aislinn, I'm going to ask that you go first because you've been on the show recently, and our other guest is a first-timer, and first-timers go through a little bit of the ringer here, so... (laughs) Happy to. My name is Aislinn. I use she, her, her pronouns. I went to Hellgate High School in Missoula, Montana, and we were the Hellgate Knights. Hellgate Knights. Love it. So, Kelsey, do you, do you get the how to do it yet? Or? <laughs> I, I do. Yes, I think so. <laughs> you, you never know. I always ask. Some people forget. I'm, I'm a pro at these introductions. <laughs> All right. Uh, hey, everyone. My name is Kelsey. She, her, her pronouns. I went to Douglas County High School. Um, and we were the Huskies. Nice Huskies. Yes, we definitely stole a logo from Washington. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that, right? Like, there's so many high school teams that just steal a logo, whether it's from pro teams or, or other colleges. I can't imagine they pay for them, but whatever. Oh, we definitely didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so, Kelsey, again, since this is your first time... Tell me a little bit about your high school experience. What were you like in high school? And, and what, what were you into as well? Like what kind of movies and other kind mm-hmm. of whatever stuff? 
Great question. So I was that weird high schooler who was doing like popular person activities, but also I was in choir. So (laughs) it balanced itself out. (laughs) So I started cheering when I was 10 and I cheered through my junior year in high school, but I was doing choir throughout that. And I was definitely one of those uppity high schoolers who was like, <laughs> I like indie films. Um, <laughs> and I listen to classic rock only. Pop is stupid. So I was oh, I super annoying. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. So you mentioned you cheered? Yes. I started cheering when I was 10. And then the following year, I started cheering competitively for our local our local cheer group, we cheered for our like peewee football teams and then also competed. Uh, so I cheered with, we went through eighth grade. So I cheered with like 12 year olds and also six year olds. So <laughs> the very first halftime show that I ever performed was set to Lady Marmalade. Yes. Uh, Again, wait. we were children. <laughs> Whoa, with, with six-year-olds uh, on yeah. the team? Wow, that's, uh, that's that's an interesting it's visual. It's a choice. Wow. I don't think people knew French. <laughs> My God, okay. <laughs> I'm so happy to have a cheerleader on because I don't actually think I had one throughout this whole Cheer Monday series. I guess I don't know many cheerleaders, or at least they won't admit to it. What was your um, cheer experience like in high school? Was it like we see in the movies? Because that's what I'm getting it from. I think this is the sixth cheerleading movie I've watched this month. So I'm very curious. It was. I mean, there were portions of that that were very, like, some of the girls were, like, catty and, like, not very nice. And we were very serious about cheerleading. We were at that point um the high school was like so close to being the best in the state and so we were all very competitive and very intense but also the whole idea that cheerleaders are stupid most of the squad was actually like either in ap or ib classes so they were all very intelligent but attitudinally it sort of fits at least this movie in terms of yes. enthusiasm for your sport slash activity. Absolutely. Bring it on was like our Bible. <laughs> oh, our whole world. <laughs> <laughs> so good. But yeah, attitudinally, like definitely it was it was everything. <laughs> and all all the little uh injuries that they got had in the movie. Oh, I, f- I felt those. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to get into this one. Okay, so the film today is Fired Up from 2009. Like I said, I hadn't seen it. Um, what, what, what's your, uh, obviously for the both of you, what's your history with this film? <laughs> ha- had you seen it before? And, you know, why'd you decide to come on to talk about it? I, uh, this is Iceland, Um am holding my DVD copy. Um, I went to this film in the theater. Wow. No. Uh, Oh, yes, I did. Wow. And part of my intense nostalgia for the movie, not having been a cheerleader at all, was just the experience of it. I went with my roommate from grad school while we were roommates. Uh, We were in theater with a bunch of 14-year-olds, which was hilarious. And then it was in like an outdoor mall kind of situation in Kansas. And as we were leaving, it was 
pouring rain, like the most intense rainstorm I've ever been in. We didn't have coats. We didn't have anything and parked far away. And so it was just like we started running and then I just started laughing. I was like, there's no point in running. We're already soaking wet. Let's just stroll confidently to the car. (laughs) But I mean, absolutely soaked to the bone. So I think part of it is I had such a fun night when I first saw this movie that I give it like credit for that. But I was also, I went into it thinking it was just going to be dumb and it is dumb, but it's also pretty clever. And I still chuckle from time to time. So I sort of love it despite myself, but I have shown (laughs) it to a lot of people and tried to like, okay, I know the premise is whatever, but just stick with it. It's good. Or um, I think I've turned like half a dozen people onto it. So when uh, Brian, you said you were going to do this one, I definitely raised my hand pretty quickly because it is a film that I have enjoyed for a long time and I'm so happy to talk about. I love hearing that. That's like, the, <laughs> the, the, it's the best kind of guest you can get, you know, someone who has a special place for this movie and yeah. no one else was really volunteering. So it's a win-win. <laughs> I bet not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about you, Kelsey? All I remember about this movie when it first came out was that my dad thought it was hilarious that the DVD cover oh. said F you. <laughs> oh. I thought that's where you were going because I realized like that's how this movie was promoted and I have like such similar thoughts about the original promotion of it too but sorry continue. No that's literally I was like all right it's a movie about cheerleading and he tried to get him to watch it. This is an insult. <laughs> it wasn't until Iceland had asked me to hop on that I actually, like, really actually watched it. There were points that I was very much down with this. And the other points, I was like, no, not about this. Sure. It's a truly mixed bag. But like Jelly Bellies, I feel like there's three or four really solid flavors. But sometimes you have to have a handful that has a couple duds in it. <laughs> Ooh, I like that analogy. (laughs) What about you, Brian? Uh, It's my first watch. You know, I'm excited to talk about it. I have some moments that I really, really loved. And there's also some moments that were really, really silly. I mean, overall, I think what's like an hour and 20 minutes. Give me a short (laughs) film like this. And I'm always not not that I'm always like about the length, but it's not like it dragged on too long where I'm like, oh, my God, this is like such a waste of time. It definitely wasn't a waste of time. We'll get into some of my favorite moments. <laughs> now, every week I read either the back of the DVD, back of the VHS. This is definitely DVD era. So here goes. Even though I don't own it, I just found a copy. I'm not you know, like other people on this podcast. But <laughs> in this laugh out loud comedy, Ford High star football player Sean Colfax and Nick Brady scheme to ditch football camp so they can spend the summer surrounded by beautiful girls at cheer camp. The guys are having the time of their lives as they use their re- reputation as quote unquote sensitive guys to talk the hotties into skinny dipping, cheering naked and hooking up. But when Sean falls for the gorgeous head cheerleader who is suspicious of their motives, the players must change their game to prove Sean's intentions before the thrilling cheer competition. Sure, whatever. (laughs) Yep. I mean, that is what it is. And I think if the two lead actors didn't have chemistry, if it didn't have, you know, additional kind of fun elements, that would be all it was. And I don't think I would enjoy it as much. But like I said, there's just a couple, I don't know, things that, that make me enjoy this movie. <laughs> However, it is quite problematic. And I also, both can be true, right? At the same time. Of course. Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, there are uh, quite a few problematic moments here. So normally the internet is a treasure trove of, of things, both good and bad, and I could usually find quite a bit of scholarship on a film, especially one made in the last 20 years. Sure. This had almost nothing which was kind of shocking to me no article about like oh you know how like i don't know humor websites or buzzfeed kind of things will write like you know fired up 10 years later or whatever like none of that i was very confused by that the only notes i really got and again except stuff like oh where it was filmed and stuff like that was that originally was intended to have an r rating oh, okay and i guess studio or whatever someone wanted it to be pg-13 and they had to submit 18 different cuts to get it to pg-13 and that is why my dvd is so proudly says unrated oh and i looked for on my dvd the theatrical version and it doesn't give you that option hmm. so my question to you all is were there bare breasts in the movie you watched my yeah. version there was not so that's what i was going to ask like okay. i wonder what the yeah. difference so is mine on. is likely more problematic right. than yours <laughs> <laughs> you'll have to explain i'm very curious uh, what was the runtime do you know yeah i think about 140 140 really i can look uh no 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 it's in the 30s i mean that's still something. that's still like at least 10 more minutes yeah wow i wonder i wonder if it fills any plot holes who knows <laughs> Well, we'll see. If I start talking about something, you have no idea what I'm talking about. It's because I've watched the unrated version too many times. And I really do. For all the, you know, Hollywood bigwigs who are listening, it really irritates me when you don't get to choose because often there's a reason some of that stuff is not in the movie, right? Like there are funny moments, but it takes away from the overall film. And so I prefer being able to watch the theatrical version and contrast it with the unrated. Exactly. You want that choice. But I'm not Mm -hmm. surprised that the DVD was probably only released in the unrated version. When I looked up the marketing for this film, it was very much geared towards, like, for example, the FU poster and and (laughs) other things like that. There's one poster where it's just the two guys and they're staring up a cheerleader's skirt. And it, it was very much marketed to like that testosterone kind of sex comedy again well i'll talk about my version while there was some of that it really wasn't that like it really had a plot that wasn't just let's see girls naked you know right maybe your version was but <laughs> at least my version <laughs> so i don't know if uh maybe people thinking that were let down i'm not sure sure that's most of what i see in terms of like the background of this film like marketed as mm-hmm. this Another one of these sex comedies. Exactly. Like you say, certainly there is some of that, but it, you know, turns out to be, I would say, kind of more about the the teamwork and the friendship. I mean, but of course you can't say that without, obviously, all the other stuff. You can't mark it as bromance. Right. (laughs) Yes. And I think it was also very much in that era where bromance was a thing that you would say, right? I mean, I'm thinking of other things that my grad school roommate and I went to. You know, I love you, man, being one of them or super bad was earlier. Right. But still in this era. I mean, I think I think they were sort of jumping on to the back of the bromance, if you will, which is also a joke. If your version had them naked cheerleading together. It did. OK, yeah. good. Because <laughs> yeah. otherwise, then it's just a very different movie. Yeah, I think that the way it was posters and the way that they showed it. It wouldn't be a movie I would have just gone to if it was only my choice. 
in the same way that people that I show it to are like, mm, when I say, do you want to watch a, a high school movie where football players go to cheerleading camp? Most people that I'm friends with say, no, thank you. I'm good. <laughs> and yet there are moments that are delightful. I don't know. I'm really interested in what Kelsey has to say because we know each other from the wild feminist circles we run in. And wild. And so I was, of course, wanted Kelsey to be in this conversation because of her cheerleading background, which I just recently learned. But then I was like, oh, no, now Kelsey will know I really like this movie. <laughs> and they might take my take my card. I'm the holder of all the cards. Exactly. <laughs> I won't get into the secret meetings. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't wait. A couple other notes production-wise. Oh, quickly, another... Um, marketing I'll, I'll call it scheme if you will for this that they did was they advertised it in certain posters and certain trailers as saying this is not a cheerleading movie mm. which i don't understand because it really is a cheerleading movie i know it has right. other uh-huh. elements it, they were kind of trying to say like oh you know guys can see this too it's not bring it on guys you know and i was like what <laughs> like it's just so so odd. Like, I don't know why they would try to do that. I mean, I, I do know why, to make more money. It, it was just silly. I think the movie was marketed completely wrong. Uh, I will say, though, the director, Will Gluck. Yeah. This was his first film. He actually also wrote the film under a pseudonym of Freedom Jones, for whatever reason. I couldn't find why. <laughs> but he's a for real director. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, the, he goes on to direct Easy A, which is awesome high school film. Uh, then Friends with Benefits. Then he wrote and directed that Annie remake. And then he's done the last two Peter Rabbit films. Or, or he's going to do the new one. I think it doesn't come out yet. But point is, like, after this, the guy became like a, you know, a, a working director. He wasn't just like a one and done with Fired Up. I find that really interesting. Good for him. <laughs> it's a name that I know. It's one of the, I had to look back up because I was like, oh, I know I should. I know I do know who Will Gluck is, but like. I need to remind myself and certainly, yeah, Easy A is enjoyable and I think does a better job with some of the nuance that this film is lacking. (laughs) I can see the similarity. I think they are, they have um, kind of moments of um, subversity that are similar, just even in the way that the guy's friendship is such an important component of the movie rather than, like you said, Brian, we don't. We, we understand they're hooking up and we see like a montage of them playing that sensitive guy role. But it's really like we don't see a lot of that in the movie, right? It, that quickly mm-hmm. becomes kind of the background. One of the most fun elements for me about this film is that they say, and, and again, we'll, we'll do deep dive, but <laughs> they say that they're going to the camp for two weeks and it's a three week camp because of some dumb party or whatever. But they kind of forget about it. And right. I also forgot about it, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then they make the choice. I mean, I, I know we're getting far into it here, but they make the choice to stay. The reason they leave is because they're outed, in quotes. Yeah. But I think that also in a in a purely American Pie ripoff sex comedy, whatever, I don't think they would have made that turn and gotten so enthusiastic about being part of the cheer team. I still don't think they are enthusiastic about cheerleading necessarily but they really got into that that team and i like that (laughs) a quick uh quick chat about the cast yes i I wouldn't say there are too many like quote-unquote a-listers in this film but certainly some recognizable faces Uh, so sean was played by nicholas 
D'Agosto, I guess that's how you pronounce his last name, Nicholas D'Agosto. Were any of you guys familiar with him? Uh, yes, he's on The nope. Office. Oh, he's Hunter. Um, yeah, yeah, you're. Yeah, you're on right. The Office. <laughs> that's and the and other things. Yeah, that's other like, things, but that's the main thing. Yeah. He doesn't really have many lines on The Office, so I guess no. that's why I was kind of surprised that that was indeed Jan's assistant Hunter. But it was <laughs> cool to see him in this. <laughs> um, I definitely recognize Eric Christian Olsen more. He yeah. plays Nick. Not that I watch the show, but he is one of the stars of NCIS Los Angeles. No criticism if you do. I'm just saying I don't watch it. I knew it was one of the NCISs, but I wasn't sure which one. Because like I've definitely been watching other things and seeing uh, commercials for it and be like, mm-hmm. oh, that's that guy. Um, he was in a film that's relevant to this podcast, not another teen movie. And he's, oh, yeah. he's been in a bunch of stuff. I can't, you know, off the top of my head, I can't really think. But like, I've seen him for a while. Oh, he was in Election. He was. Oh, he must have been background in that because he was so young. Wow, that's cool. (laughs) I I feel like he did a few things where he that in that not another team movie type of thing where he has he's the like Sean William Scott knockoff. Yes, right. So (laughs) he has the same kind of wild face, if you will. (laughs) And so he would be great in a not another team movie, a scary movie. I want to say he was in, and I don't know, it may have been a straight to DVD or, or TV only, but there was a, some sort of Dumb and Dumber prequel. Oh, and he was, he yeah. was one of them in that. Um, I forgot so I about that. Like <laughs> he's kind of the guy you go to to parody the dumb jock. <sighs> You're so right, too, that he is such a Sean William Scott knockoff because, like, not, I'm not criticizing him necessarily, but, like, you know. No, I would rather hang out with him if I had the choice. <laughs> studios wanted to replicate that American pie thing. And And I think that worked out well for him getting started so that then he could really show his talents on NCIS. (laughs) Hey, (laughs) the dude's getting paid weekly. Uh, It's America's most watched network, apparently. So (laughs) good for them. I don't know. Good for them. But one note I found out, and usually I talk about this like towards the end, but I have to mention it. It might set one of the records for this podcast. He was 31 when he filmed this movie. Yikes they were so bikes. old. They're all so old. So old. Yeah. For high schoolers. They made a choice. Not in general. It's funny because the, the last time that we talked, Brian, we were talking about Perks of Being a Wallflower, where I felt like the many people in the cast were so believable as high school mm-hmm. students. And this, they just went another way. And and that was okay with me because they were kind of all on that level. Like I understood they were all playing the teen, teenagers that they had been a decade ago. Yeah, we've kind of come to that consensus on this podcast. While it is weird when they, you know, look like they, they all have these, be- like the guys have beards and stuff. And like, they don't look like typical high schoolers, if you will. We've come to the consensus that if you're going to do that, at least make them all the same age and not have exactly. like a 15 year old and a 31 year old in the same shot and be like, you know, confuse us. So I guess they did it that way. But still, I did notice that I for years did not realize that this was a high school movie. I thought it was a college movie. One, because of that FU promotion. I thought it was like, oh, university. Yeah. And I saw what the people looked like. And to me, they looked more like college people. But 
I guess, you know, it is a high school film, so we could talk That's about it. That's true. Then. You could easily put it into college, though, couldn't you? Yeah, you make a really good point. Like, it's interesting that they chose to make this a high school film. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there'd, there'd be no reason not to. Huh. That's a I'll good call. I'll talk to Will. See what, see what we'll do for, for the reboot. <laughs> He's busy doing his Peter Rabbit thing. But That's one... true. <laughs> I mean, to go from this to Peter Rabbit is hilarious, but I digress. Um, I think they're the same plot, actually. <laughs> That's what the sequel is going to be about. Peter Rabbit at cheer camp. Or just Peter Rabbit <laughs> getting his. He is a rabbit. Oh, my God. He is a doing? rabbit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Sarah Romar, I would say she's another lead. She she plays Carly. Um, had you recognized her in anything? No. Neither have I. Mean, I mean, I know her so well from this. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't believe I know her from from other things. But I think she did fine. You know, I mean, I I liked that her character was skeptical of them from the beginning. That she was yeah, like she doesn't suffer fools. Too. I liked that, and I, I liked her. But I, I don't know her from other things. Yeah, let's see who else did I notice from this cast? Yeah, Molly Sims plays Diora. Uh, I guess one of the coaches at the camp. They keep calling her the head counselor. But then she does coaching. So that bothers me, but that's neither here nor there. Um, and and then the joke is that she's married to, is that Michael Higgins? There are three names and Michael and Higgins are in there. Yeah, John Michael Higgins. <laughs> John Michael Higgins. That they're married. And that's like the joke because he's flamboyant. And that must mean that he's gay. Yeah. Is that, what I'm understanding the joke to be. That one didn't yeah. uh that one didn't age so well, we'll put it back. No, way. it doesn't age. I mean, let's say this. He is so talented. And I love him. and he plays that he can like I can't imagine being on set or for like for the big assembly of all the cheerleaders like holding a straight face for his shenanigans cuz he's you know, he's in all the Christopher Guest movies. Like yeah. he's a he's so you good know, he's us. a career improviser and is so great at being wacky and so i don't i don't want to fault him for the performance that leans so heavily on stereotypes i will blame perhaps the direction he got or something because i i do think (laughs) he was doing what he does well it just the joke constructed around it is not great i agree i think uh, kind of weird that at least at this time enthusiasm is kind of seen as gay for some reason Mm -hmm. like and i don't really understand it but you're right he does he does great in this role i really i really liked him i think he always stands out and i'll say one thing like you reminded me of something they definitely seemed like they had a lot of fun shooting this movie and i think it comes through absolutely and if you watch any of the special features on the dvd you can see just how much fun they had (laughs) my only is there a blooper reel trivia from that is that um they were shooting next to or on land that's adjacent to protected uh, area for peacock really Um, and i don't i don't forget what state if it was in california somewhere else but there's like peacock protection and so they had to hold for audio for peacocks constantly and so in the there's a short little making of, but then also there's a gag reel and just riddled in it as a ah, ah, in the background <laughs> from peacocks that seemingly to be responding to like their dialogue. <laughs> I mean, it looked like a barrel of laughs there on the set of Fired Up. I'm so glad you watched it. I'm so glad you like gratified the the filmmaker who made the behind the scenes for this. Like, and 
that you could provide that insight. I'm really surprised. <laughs> I'm really surprised they didn't like shoehorn a peacock into this film because if oh, you have, they right. should have. Uh... <laughs> it seems like like so... Tim Peacock. <laughs> yes. Or like walking through the competition suddenly. <laughs> so while I was running through the cast, uh, someone mentioned Poppy. Yeah, uh, Juliet something. Goglia, she... Goglia, something like that. Yes, thank you. I know her from playing the precocious little sister in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, there's a, it's not NCIS, it's another one with letters. CSI. I believe she's had a, a run on CSI as some sort of master manipulator, but like as a child. Nice. She uh, was a precocious little sister on an episode of Veronica Mars. Like she's done that shtick a lot. I mean, this was like to the nth power, but that that was her shtick. And then Will Gluck, who was in uh, also did the Michael J. Fox show in the 2010 somewhere. And she was uh, played one of Michael J. Fox's children on that show too, so they must have formed a good working relationship because he hired her again for that. I, I loved her. She's one of my favorite characters in this. <laughs> I don't know why. Um, I think yeah. she steals the, the some of the scenes that she's in. And I agree. I think she also doesn't put up with their shenanigans. Yeah. I mean, she has her own shenanigans, <laughs> and just like <laughs> she's asking what they want, and then you know, turns to the blonde one and says, another ride to the clinic. God, (laughs) it's too much. Too much. Yeah, I I thought she was great. (laughs) Two other people I put of note is uh, Philip Baker Hall plays the coach, and he's not really a big character here, but Philip Baker Hall's a veteran of so many things, including a ton of uh, Paul Thomas Anderson films. We, we've talked about him a lot on one of my other shows, P.S. I Love Hoffman, because he's in a ton of oh, Philip yeah. Seymour Hoffman movies. Boogie Nights, Magnolia, Hard Eight he was the star of. And he's mm-hmm. just been in so many other stuff. Zodiac, Argo, Truman Show, Talented Mr. Ripley. Like, he, he's done a lot. <laughs> yeah, I know. He's been in everything, it feels like. It was surprising to see him in this. But again, uh, he probably was on set for like two days. So good for him. Right. He got a paycheck. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they didn't use him a lot. And and. For what they set up his character as, that was okay with me. But it's always, I don't know, I, I always do enjoy seeing him in, in things. Not not everything in his career winds up with what I like to watch. So <laughs> it's fun to, to see him in one of my silly movies. <laughs> Another person I recognized, uh, she played Sylvia, and that's Margot Harshman. Yes. She's like one of my teenage crushes, believe it or not. I was so happy Same. to see her in this. I love it. She was Tawny and Even Stevens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think my freshman year of high school, so high school related story. You know how like when everyone had a website, not just like an Instagram, like people had websites. And, you know, you, you just type in people's names and oh, there was a website and I did it with There's her. There's their website. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, oh, if you, you want to write fan mail, send it here. <gasps> No. And I did, and I got a nice letter back with an autograph headshot. And I'm like, Marco <gasps> Harshman, you're forever on my list. I hadn't thought about her in a while. I, God, I'm talking like she's an ex, ex-girlfriend ex of mine. But no, I didn't mean it like <laughs> that. Not in a creepy way, but I hadn't thought That's about her in a awesome, while. That's awesome, though. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? Every time you know I see you in something, I'm going to shout you out because that was such a nice thing to do to like a dorky, pimple-faced freshman kid so thank you margo that's a very nice thing to do and i think she 
she's the friend you remember in this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or the sidekick you remember and the one that's not part of a problematic lesbian joke. Yeah. Right? I mean, I thought she was awesome in this. She's outside of that. So so she's my favorite side character. (laughs) I just, real quick, also, the cheerleading coach. um, Oh, yes. Yes. Ferris Bueller, planes, trains, and automobiles. I mean, she's, I think, similarly to the football coach in my mind one of those people that i've seen in movies forever and she calls her cheerleaders chickens and i when kelsey and i worked at the same college i called the students that i worked with my chickens (laughs) (laughs) and this is why kelsey oh because she calls them chickens and so it was in my head wow (laughs) i know i've watched this movie too many times y'all deep cut into your own life i love it i know She's in a lot of stuff that we talk about on this podcast. Like you said, Ferris Bueller. I think she's in Carrie. She's in this film we talked about called Airborne. I mean, I like her a lot. She always brings a smile to my face when I see her as well. Good call. I almost forgot to mention her. Anyone else, though, in the cast? I mean, there's a huge cast, obviously, but not again, not a lot of familiar faces to me. Um, The only thing just I think people younger than me would have clocked the leader of the Panthers. And now I'm... Missing her name, so I'm going to go back and look. Annalyn McCord. Thank you. Annalyn McCord, I believe, is famous because of the 90210 reboot. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I think that's what she's known for. I think that's... Oh, yeah. Okay. So at the time this came out, that would have been someone familiar to folks as well. Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, that makes sense. She had a familiar face, so... I did some Googling, and uh, <laughs> Heather Morris, who played Brittany on Glee, was a Panther cheerleader. Oh. Aw, that's fun. I don't think she had any lines. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't see her, but I believe you. <laughs> <laughs> was her name just Panther cheerleader? Fiona. Fiona, okay. <laughs> Another obscure name. This is a movie where I don't think people's names are that important. <clears throat> no. No. <laughs> I don't even know which is Sean and which is the other one. Yeah, like I Nick. think you said it before. It's like the blonde guy and the not blonde yeah. guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which I think they did a great job of hiring people that did not look similar. <laughs> Sometimes that's a problem in these movies. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. <laughs> okay, so, I mean, that's kind of the background on this film. Let's get into it. Let's talk about some favorite moments, not so favorite moments. The floor is for you guys. You're the cheer squad. Let's pep this up. Let's talk about it. Let, let's do this. I truly want to hear from Kelsey first. I've talked enough already. Did you like it enough to have a favorite moment? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't hate it. Coming from a, a perspective of someone who cheered, there were moments, obviously, that I'm like, oh my gosh, this wouldn't happen in real life. But <laughs> besides those, like they did a pretty good job about like, getting their movements and their motions to not look horrible, which is the biggest pet peeve for me for most cheer movies is that they're like sloppy motions. And so they did pretty good in that. And I was impressed. It definitely brought me back to my cheer camp days. We didn't really have competitions at the end. We competed for most spirited, which was a banana. We won <laughs> oh a, a fl- inflatable banana. Okay. What? Uh-huh. Huh, it's, okay. It's what happens. <laughs> I think this movie could have included most spirited. I think that would have been a nice addition. Right. Here's your banana. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is weird. You you raise a good point, Kelsey, that um I and I even found it weird that they're at cheer camp to get better, but and I know it's a silly movie and I know it doesn't matter, but the cheer camp ends 
with a competition on like ESPN or NBC. I forgot exactly right. what it was. And this it's like, whoa. huge thing. <laughs> We're a part of the state too, right? If they won, they got to go to the Illinois state. This was a, a regional competition. <laughs> yeah, it, it's Big odd. Big deal. It odd. Yeah, it's one of those, they're yeah, trying to get too many things into this three-week period. <laughs> it's like they had a premise for this cheer camp thing, but you can't have any kind of like even camp thing without having a competition at the end. Yeah, like that's they just needed wh- state. Exactly, and that's what exactly. you have to do. It is what it is, but it was a little awkward. <laughs> I think my favorite small detail was how they got a guide when they arrived with pictures and interests of all the cheerleaders. Oh my god. I loved that. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, okay. Stephanie likes puppies. <laughs> You didn't provide a headshot and fill out your interest? I mean, maybe I should have. Maybe my dating in high school would have been better then. Were there people of multiple gender identities at your cheer camp? Yes. Okay. So that part was reflective of high school cheerleading for you. Yeah, because there's there's different divisions. So there's large varsity, small varsity, there's co-ed, there's all women's. So there's different divisions. So one, the Panthers and the Tigers would not have been competing against each other. That so that, okay, been. that was a question I had for you. Ooh, tell you me why. Answer. Tell me why. Because the Tiger team got men, so they would have been co-ed. But the Panthers team didn't have men on their squad. Uh, At least I don't did. think so, right? Did they? Well, cause, yeah, because when they were stretching toward the end and it was like, oh. Panthers kill or whatever. Like they were all partner stretching with boys. <gasps> I missed that. But I think because of their ranking, they shouldn't have been competing against each other. At this camp, if one is the best and one is the worst, they shouldn't have been like head to head. That's why I thought they shouldn't. Oh, um, it depends on your school size and then the genders on the squad. Mm. Oh, yeah. I am seeing guys here in some pictures. They're always put towards the back, though, until uh, yeah. that stretching moment. Um, <laughs> the all-important stretching. Yeah, they don't get to talk, <laughs> which I like. <laughs> <laughs> They're very just like muscle guys. You know, they probably were actual cheerleaders because they don't have any lines. And from what you're saying, Kelsey, you said the moves were pretty decent for a film like this. So I'd imagine yeah. like I would cast extras who had cheer experience. That would make sense, right? <laughs> I don't know. I, I hope so. <laughs> For all those all those cheerleaders out there. We hope they had an opportunity to consult. <laughs> we need jobs. <laughs> it is a translatable skill. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I do have a question for you, Kelsey, because I'll tell you Mm -hmm. my favorite scene here. Because I'm doing this series on cheerleading films, it was definitely when they were sitting down watching Bring It On, and every single person (laughs) in the camp was saying, I know it's silly, but whatever, like saying the movie like line for line in like perfect cadence. Ever been to a cheerleading competition? Oh, you like a football game? No, not a game. Uh, you should be in the movies. You're hotter than all these cheerleaders rolled together. Mm, cheerleaders rolled together. <laughs> I gotta take a Louis Leakey. Listen, you don't get any cuter while I'm gone. I'm serious. 
and let me give a little tip from a cheerleader. Be aggressive. Be I loved it because I just literally watched Bring It On like two weeks ago. I talked about it and it reminded me of so many other, like not just cheerleading, but like hockey players love the Mighty Ducks, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm missing examples right now, but is Bring It On the cornerstone cheer movie? And do cheerleaders know every line from it? Yes and yes. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I was hoping you would say that. I watched Bring It On probably at least once a week when I was cheering. And I wow. I wanted to be Torrance, but then I also wanted to be cool like the other character. Whatever her name is. Elijah I obviously Dushku's don't remember this. Now. Elijah Dushku's character. Yeah, we know every line. <laughs> the cheers, we can repeat that opening cheer word by word. It is our jam. Oh, I love it. Every time we say, these are spirit fingers, yes, it is the perfect cheer movie. And I think think one reason is because it started the conversation of like, we need to take cheering seriously. (laughs) Oh. It was one of the first movies that actually showed like what cheering should be and could be and is. They're out there throwing like really difficult skills and doing tumbling passes that nobody can do but i think that was like oh we can find respect now (laughs) i mean that's a really you know that's a really cool point i've talked about it in previous weeks on this uh cheer series cheerleading i think before and probably bring it on but before a certain era had a perception of just like bake cookies for the football team and wave the pom-poms and be excited but like bring it on a lot of and this film certainly as well shows like wow this is actually a sport in itself that not a lot of people can do. This film makes a really big point on saying like, they didn't just throw like two out of shape schleps into cheer camp. And then they picked it up and they were like amazing. Like these were the top two athletes on the football team at their school. So it is, you know, somewhat translatable that they would not like, I mean, I'm sure they would struggle. I'm not saying like that part's accurate, but my point is, like, they were athletes. They weren't just, like, they were two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, like, weren't two random people. So, I mean, you know, that's a really cool point. And, yeah, it looks really hard. I'll put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> did appreciate that it wasn't, like, we're going to take these two random people and turn them into They weren't going to, like, sneak into camp. Yeah. Right. Right. They actually, like, they had to work on things. But they're also, like, they're strong. I appreciated that. Yeah, like it was feasible that they would even want them for the team too. Like it wasn't, mm-hmm. um, they're really athletic. They're really strong. They have a role. We mentioned super bad earlier. It wasn't like Michael Sarah and Jonah Hill joining the cheer yeah. squad. You know? That would be a different movie. <laughs> I agree. But what I think is not feasible is them as like key members of the football team being able to just decline football camp oh absolutely not right (laughs) so that was where i was like okay it's a movie it's a movie because that was absurd although it is um one of my favorite scenes i think anytime the two nick and sean are together and they have their back and forth like that they are my favorite thing about the movie um but one of my one of the scenes I love is when um, Eric Christian Olsen is explaining to the football coach why they can't go to football camp. And Sean doesn't know what he's going to say. 
And so, like, he's surprised at this whole dramatic speech about a birth father and <laughs> and his his spermless liar adopted father. Like, this whole thing. You know, he's like, so I have to show up at Kaiser Permanente tomorrow and manage care. Funny. <laughs> Never managed to care about me. Like, it's not funny, <laughs> but it makes me laugh every time. That's a favorite. And then when they're cooking, when they are forced to leave and now we're with the football players at the post football camp destroy someone's big house party yeah that they're they're in the kitchen making salad right and they hated all the food at cheer camp at the beginning but now they know how to make a salad and they're <laughs> watching a commercial and nick says oh man i wonder what she wants to do with her life and that just like every everything in their conversation shows their shift in in focus mm-hmm. because yeah. of their true experience now again riddled with objectification <laughs> and stereotypes and all that and yet like they are allowed the characters in this movie to make that turn and that transition and then go off to do the thing that that now they feel you know called to do i'm making it sound much more important than it is but <laughs> but they they truly grow and and change individually and in their friendship. And I think that's what I like. And then in the end, the football players are cheering them on too. Like, I don't know. There are parts that really get me on board and then they lose me. (laughs) (laughs) It's something I said early on too, but that house party scene just reinforces that they want to be at camp. You mentioned it earlier (laughs) that they get kicked out. They're not the ones who leave. And they don't want to be at camp because they want to continue their luck with the ladies there. It's because they just generally are, like, are enjoying that camaraderie and teamwork. I, I, obviously, some of it is the dark-haired one, Sean. <laughs> obviously, <laughs> some of it, the movie tells us, is Sean wanting to date Carly. But it's, you know, it's really about this team element. And again, I also love the juxtaposition of what they were doing athletically and coordination wise Mm -hmm. at the camp with what those like their idiot football player friends are doing like in the pool and around the house. And (laughs) I I love the image of that. I'll I'll say that. Yeah. It did a good job of showing us where our characters belong. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, floor is open. Any other moments like dislike, scenes one thing that gets me in this movie but most other like cheer movies is they are you have two minutes on the mat to compete and they have one thing and they're like we're gonna change it mid-routine it's this is something we probably should practice for several months and we're gonna do it without communicating with the whole team it'll be fine yeah that just stresses me out I once had to change a routine, uh, like my position and what I was doing, like an hour before competition, and that was the most stressful thing I've ever done. Wow! <laughs> so I can I can just only imagine what, what it would be like to pull off the Fountain of Troy. The Fountain of the Troy. Fountain I was going to say. This team historically ranks last, like their namesake president. Let's see if they stepped it up this year. Thanks. Is this on TV? Dude, this can't be on TV. Don't worry. It's NBC. No one watches network television anymore. Hey, look, it's Nick on TV cheerleading. It's Sean, too. They're cheerleaders. I thought those dudes were in the kitchen. All you chumps think you got boys, you friends around. Shit. 
chickens. Five, six, seven, eight. Looks like the addition of those two new guys is really paying off. Oh my god, that bitch! It's not totally her fault. He's talking about Dr. Dick. I know it sucks, but don't let it distract you. We're gonna win this thing. No, we're not, Sean. We're just not as good as the other squad. Yeah, we are. And there's one way we can prove it. The Fountain of Troy! Yeah, right! I thought that move was pretty bitty to bobbin him. Remember John Lennon? Life's what happens when you're busy making other plans? Well, this is it. Life's happening. It's not that easy, Sean. I never said it was. You can do it. I know you can. I'll jump it with you. But I still just don't see them qualifying for states. They are just not in the same league as the top teams here. Who's gonna catch me? Nick! Who's gonna catch you? Them. Huh? I have total faith in them. The Tigers. But what if they don't? Bet bigger go home, right? You gotta risk it to get the biscuit. We're doing it. Are you sure? We're doing a lot of talking during the routine. I mean, I'm new to this, but this seems like a lot of talking during the routine. A lot of talking during the routine. I'm the fountain. Sean base, Nick back, girls catch. Sean, double back handspring to end it. Got it. Ready? think it is? Are the Tigers trying the Fountain of Troy? This is the most dangerous move in cheerleading. OMG! That's prohibidado. I told them in Spanish how much clearer could I have been. Here comes the build. Nice! An awesome flying pose! I could dream about that which sounds like a sexual position <laughs> thank you i thought the same thing <laughs> i'm sure that's intended and if not well oh absolutely <laughs> i loved though that they named it the fountain of troy because it also like it sounded real and it sounded like something that was taboo or what they what did they say in this film prohibitabo yeah prohibitabo <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I liked that. They were teasing it throughout the film. You knew it was going to happen. But it, yeah, it is crazy that just like 
they're whispering to each other, let's just do it. And <laughs> But at least the film recognizes its silliness that like they don't mm-hmm. accomplish it and then suddenly win the entire competition. Right. Like I did like that. This film seemed very aware of itself at certain mm-hmm. moments mm-hmm. and it knew what it was. And I appreciated that. I agree. Love this movie. One of the things that really bothers me. So they're all, you know, macking on all the ladies. But then kind of the larger love story is Sean, like you said, pursuing Carly, who has a boyfriend, which we have to talk about. And then Nick, the blonde one, is fascinated by the Molly Sims character, mm-hmm. who's like head coach or whatever. And and they keep calling her old, which I get that for high school students, a 30 year old person is old. But as someone proudly in their 30s, that hit me differently now than it did 10 years ago when I was like, hey, now. And I'm disappointed in the movie that, like, it worked. And granted, the way they make that work is that it turns out his ledger, his little black book is really poetry and is not (laughs) a hit list. However, it's still, you know, she was like, you know, meet me meet me after dark wink wink and again i don't know what happens in during the credits of your version but like they did meet and the credits of my version did that happen in yours mm-hmm. yeah it did it did okay. um and then the they're interrupted yeah they're interrupted still yeah. like the movie then truly makes her into what his fantasy of her was which is she has a cheerleading uniform on and thinks he's amazing or whatever you know and so that Although there are many problematic things I could pick, that's going to be the one I choose to highlight here. That if indeed they're in high school, not only is that inappropriate, that might be illegal, right? Mm-hmm. That would make her a sexual predator. And I think they could have done something else with that where she stayed true to her character at the beginning and wasn't like worn down by this cocky high school kid i agree with that i thought that this plot line was just kind of supposed to be like a clone of like american pie again sean william scott with uh, like uh no uh what's it called it's sean william scott's mom i forgot but yeah you know like yes that was kind of like a running thing after american pie like ooh, the hot quote-unquote older lady however i will say this i think the film at times is making a lot of cheek tongue-in-cheek references to itself as i noted earlier eric christian olsen was 31 and he's like talking about being like a 30 year old being old being de- ancient and desperate yes what yes he said. just like exactly. i like him and I that's know, what he like... said not me <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. but i know they did a lot of improv on set and you know there's a chance that he just said that because he was you know, maybe it was a joke that he was so old in this film. There are a lot of moments, too. Uh, I, I think it's either one of the two guys says to, like, the girls, like, wow, you know, you could be actors in something, you know, or something like that. Like, there's a couple mm-hmm. other moments where they're clearly breaking the fourth wall of yeah. what they're doing. And, you know, maybe I'm being optimistic, but I was hoping that that was that. That was, like, almost an in-joke of the film. Like, dude, you're yeah. 30 right now i like that you're giving it that credit i don't think that's what it was but i i'll choose to believe that i think also tell me where i'm wrong wasn't molly sims like a supermodel in the early 90s Uh yeah yeah so so i I feel like she's she represents a very particular like moment in our cultural understanding of what is sexy and and this was her 
and, and while she has been in, I, my understanding, she's been in other films, she has an acting career, but that's why it was her playing it. You know, it's that Stacy's mom, it's that Stifler's mom, it's that, it's that MILF thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes sense. It's also worth noting that Molly Sims is only four years older than Eric Christian <laughs> Olsen. Yeah. And I think that can speak to how the men, 30 years old, playing high schoolers, but about the same age of a woman is just this old MILF. Right. Yeah, it's a really good point also. Yeah. Double standards. Double standards. For sure. I mean, I don't know what standards anyone expected going into Fired Up, but it's definitely... You're right. You're right. (laughs) It's definitely, you know, it's definitely an issue. Again, this movie has a lot of issues if we want to get into that. Can we talk just for a minute about Dr. Rick? Yes. I love Dr. Rick. Because David (laughs) Walton is also an actor who's been in a lot of things. At this time, my understanding or my recollection is that kind of like an Eric Christian Olsen, he was sort of a knockoff handsome guy. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and he does so well playing a douche that that was his part a lot. We've seen since then, you know, he's led a show, right? He was the lead in the About a Boy mm-hmm. um, series and then a oh. ton of other things. But that's, you know, that was his show he had a lot on new girl and all kinds of other stuff in real life seems to be a good guy he does this douchey thing so well i mean isn't he just like a crystallization of everything terrible about privileged white dudes Who's the face eater? Hey guys, come meet my boyfriend. <laughs> what is with that car? Maybe you just want an LPGA tournament. <laughs> I miss you. Oh, me too. Definitely. Guys, this is my boyfriend. Pre-fiance, actually. These are the guys I was telling you about, Nick and Sean. What's up, guys? I'm Dr. Rick. Really? Is you a little young to be a doctor? He's pre-med at Illinois. Then why do you call yourself doctor? Why put off the inevitable? You should get that mold checked out. I'd do it myself, but I don't have my bag on me. Your book bag? How'd you two crazy kids meet, Brick? It's a funny story, actually. Our parents knew each other from way back, and they introduced us. Not that funny a story, not really even a story, just like a fact. We've been going out since I was a sophomore. We should uh, hit it, Carly. I told the guys we'd be done dinner in 45. Oh, the guys are with you? It was a long-ass drive, babe. You didn't want me falling asleep at the wheel, did you? Dink. No, I'm glad you made it. Yeah, you're glad. I got a resi at Red Lobster. (laughs) We've got a booth in the back behind a plant so no one can see how much we're all you can eating. If you know what I'm saying, boys. Okay. Oh, Sean, I have something for you. Mm. <laughs> Pretty sweet deal you kids got going on here. Wish I could hang out, play all summer. I'm just a little busy picking my specialty. Specialty? You're a freshman. Your specialty should be putting a cow in the dean's office. Animal House reference. Love it! My mom sent mine, so I don't need yours anymore. Thanks. Sure. 
OM Chief. Next time, if my girl needs something, she can borrow it from me. Rick, he was just being nice. I don't know, those feet look pretty small. What are they, like a seven? Ten and a half, Popo. Eleven in Crocs. Or am uh, I wrong? Yes. Did I? Did, am I the only one who enjoyed no. his ridiculousness? He was aw- like awesomely awful. Like his his car. Every song that plays when he pulls up oh, is just God, glorious. Yes. Glorious. Like I forgot. Like Mama Number Five. And, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, and all his abbreviations. I don't. His know. insistence to call that he's Doctor Rick. Yeah. <laughs> Brought me back to everyone. I love that because I have my own pet peeve that way. And I've said it on my podcast. So if people are playing the drinking game, go ahead and take a take a shot here. It really <laughs> annoys me when people who majored in film as undergraduates said they went to film school, right? Because that's different. So this is the yes. exact same thing of that. He is a freshman. He's a bio major. If he's even <laughs> been allowed to declare a major and he's calling himself Dr. Rick. Ah! It's ridiculous. <laughs> and the way that the two, our two leads kind of play off of him, you know, and, and like, oh, yeah, you just look like such a dick to me. And the various kind of, you know, you're funny with your words. Yeah, I think he's the he's a great, what do you call that? Not stooge. Foil. He's a great foil for our mm-hmm. sort of heroes who in another movie would all be in the same, you know, high five and frat guy movie. Don't you think? Like, mm-hmm. they are not that different from each other, except that our protagonists get to, like, learn lessons and have an arc. Oh, yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, that's a really good point. They're cut from the same cloth. Yeah. But they, they just make Dr. Rick so, like you know, just saw Christopher Guest again, like the dial is turned up to 11 with mm-hmm. him and every such way. It's so ridiculous. But again, because it's aware of that, that it's, it's awesome. Cause he, no one can, no one can root for him. You can't like watch this movie and right. be like, Oh, I want this guy to win. Like yeah. they don't give you an inch of it. And that's totally fine with me. Right. It, yeah. It, yeah. You're right. 100%. Sure. Carly can, get together with Sean because he is so much better than Dr. Rick, mm-hmm. who is irredeemable for us. <laughs> in every way, he's like, not only is he like cheating on her, but he's like in the, he goes to this random town and just finds random people to cheat on. Yeah. Her with. Like, oh, you know, gross. <laughs> it's just like anything, any like little room where he can be a bad person. He is a bad person, just like right. a hateable person. But yeah. No, I'm glad we brought him up. He was a uh, he was an interesting person in this film. Any other scenes or anything else you want to talk about? Kelsey, is there something else problematic you want to bring up? <laughs> I'm baiting you. I don't. <laughs> hmm. One thing I think the two main characters were supposed to be the only straight dudes at the mm. camp. Is that right? I think they thought they were, and then because the one guy has a girlfriend. At one point, they said there was like three or four uh, when they ah. were like. But I don't know if we see everyone, you know, and, and we haven't talked about mascots yet, but mascots are in character the entire time. So full immersion, which was great. <laughs> we really don't know. Yeah. How they identify. Mascot down. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, they certainly were the most active or, or on camera straight people, uh, straight men in this film. And we did have. So the other two male cheerleaders we meet are Brewster, who 
is a different over stylized flamboyant caricature. However, and here's <laughs> here's what I argued about in my house last night. Yes, all that is true and and I don't think that's there's nothing progressive about that character except that his identity, his sexuality was not part a plot point in any way, right? He that's he true. was gay, he said he was gay, you know, whatever else, but the way that him being kind of complicit in Dr. Rick getting them kicked out, all that kind of stuff had nothing to do with his sexuality. And so if there's any way to give them a little bit of credit back, I think they're still in the red for terrible representation or misrepresentation. But I'm giving them an at least, it wasn't a plot point, like it ended up being with Downey, Mm -hmm. the other guy. That bums me out every time. It's so unnecessary, that one. Thank you. Yeah, Mm -hmm. agreed. Shoehorned in there. (laughs) So if in the reboot... We'll just take that component out. We didn't We didn't need it. You said it. It's unnecessary. Yeah. But yeah, that's the other part. I'm just like, when I show it to people, I always apologize for that because it's not okay. Yeah, it's mirrored in Bianca and Angela, too. It's that whole, like, really ugly trope of, I, I don't know what it's called, but like, oh. I mean, there's some gay panic in there. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm gay. Or like, oh, this character's gay, but it's, they're, they're doing it in secret and they're sneaking up on you and... That's yeah. how it's going to happen. And it's like, whoa, like that. Exactly. Yeah. That predatory sort of, I thought you were my friend, kind of. Even if in this case they mean it in a funny, cute way, it's still not okay. And when the one girl is in the other girl's bed and, you know, grabs her boob, like, that's not okay. No, mm-hmm. no. It feels really out of place. And, well, I don't know about out of place because, it, again, it's not, it's fired up. But it feels like. To me, watching, like, ooh, why? Why? Those two elements especially, they didn't even, I feel like, weave properly into the plot like they had to. Like they're No. They're just, like, unnecessary. So I don't know. Is that them trying to fulfill whatever that, like, bro sex comedy idea was at the time? Because I I agree. It it seems out of place, but it also seems out of place because the three of us are not humored by it. You know, you know, it may not have come so boldly to the forefront for other people. I don't I don't know. I'm just trying to give sort of benefit of the doubt to other viewers. But it's certainly not why I watch this movie. And it is why I have to give caveats when I share it, which I still do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's uncomfortable. It's weird. If I'm trying to think back, like on my quote unquote studies in high school films on this podcast, yeah. in these broy movies, you certainly see it more with like two girls. But I don't know if that was played like that here. It wasn't like, oh, they're kissing. That's hot. Like it, mm-hmm. that wasn't really the joke. If that makes sense, you know. Right. So yeah, it's not. I don't know. It was more like haha, gay. You know, which is. Right. The worst. Yeah, which it does seem out of place because they, even early on, like at the bonfire scene, the two main guys question that gay idea a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. And he's like, I mean, in a gross way, you know, he says somebody, I know the outtake version is I could watch, was it Devil Wears Prada? I could watch something stereotypical with Nathan Lane in my blouse and still win a straight award. So again, it's not moving the discourse forward beyond stereotypes but it is they are pivoting from maybe the initial expectation of like okay okay i won't do it you know yeah yeah now i'm just excusing (laughs) no i i I know what you're saying but i love it 
This, that's the kind of passion that good podcasting is made of, so I appreciate it. I'm happy to bring the passion to Fired Up. I'm going to add that to my resume. <laughs> oh my goodness. Let's see what else I had notes on. Um, I do have one criticism that's not like a you know social criticism. It's more just a structure criticism. I don't know. Maybe that's reading into it too much. I didn't think the stakes were that high when they were like busted for being like oh you're just there to hook up with the girls mm. you know like first of all they say we know and they kind of like justify it but then it's just i don't know i i guess it's okay because they come back and it's not that big of a deal but it didn't feel like they needed to be removed at that point because they had made so much progress in the team it, again it really doesn't matter in this kind of film i guess but it didn't really feel earned when they were kicked out it's just like they, they had to have this like hmm. come to jesus moment if that makes sense yeah yeah, it's not like do you have an interview for the cheer squad and they just got to make sure you're in it for the right re- reasons. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. If the school had them on the roster, then what's the problem? Yeah. 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 Interesting. I never thought about that. Th- that struck me as odd <laughs> this time. Oh, um, I thought it was interesting how they had that staple sponsorship at the end. I don't know if that was a <laughs> yes. joke or that was an actual sponsorship like to get the budget on the movie and they just shoehorned it in either way i'm fine with it i just thought that was interesting (laughs) yeah it was funny that it i think it worked with poppy's character that she'd be wheeling and dealing but then it it made it that for sure this little regional competition was on tv (laughs) so it sort of fed into this how big is this competition (laughs) kind of deal but yeah it was funny i mean other than that we kind of talked about the ending um yeah we've done a lot of good work yeah here. i mean th- th- this is probably the most anyone's truly <laughs> dove into this film and i love when that happens here so Ooh, i think so i good. thank you guys for that appreciate it absolutely uh, <laughs> all right so if there's nothing else to say with fired up let's get into my traditional awards on the show yes there are there are awards and games kelsey oh my gosh i'm ready <laughs> well first i wanted to mention that they uh they brought up a couple of famous male cheerleaders and i didn't know all this and i looked it up and I found a Mental Floss article, and I just want to go through the list quickly. They, well, I think they mentioned George W. Bush in the movie as, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he was head cheerleader, apparently. Aaron Spelling, Jimmy Stewart, let's see, Dwight Eisenhower, Franklin Roosevelt, a lot of presidents. Samuel Jackson, Steve Martin, Trent Lott, Ronald Reagan, Kirk Douglas, and Michael Douglas. All were cheerleaders. And, I mean, I think half that list... Yeah, half that list was presidents, too. So, I mean, I'm, I'm glad they brought that up. They brought a little history, a little knowledge into the film. So, appreciate that. Absolutely. <laughs> I could see Steve Martin as a cheerleader. That I could see, for sure. I could see Steve Martin as president. Oh, amen. That'd be cool. <laughs> <laughs> Anything can happen, we've learned. Very true. Very true. Okay, so first award I give out usually is the Wooderson Award, and that's named after... Matthew McConaughey's character in Dates to Confused. Famously, he was only supposed to be in one or two scenes with a couple lines, but he impressed director Richard Linklater so much that he included him more and more in the film, and you know, eventually he goes on to win an Academy Award. The rest is history. So the question I put out there is, is there a character in here that you would have liked to see more of, whether it be for you know, screen time, storyline-wise? Anyway, who would you want to see more of in this film? For me, I would say Angela. Which one was Angela? Which one's Angela? <laughs> Angela was the, um, I guess we're going to say token black cheerleader. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. 
Yes, who had a bo- positive body image. I really appreciated that. Mm. She was strong. I loved it. <laughs> nice. I could have used more mascots. Mascots. That's mm. good. Uh, I think I think there could have been an addition, additional joke or two with mascots in it. Uh, I think I think they could have developed like Angela and also my best friend Margot Harshman, Sylvia. Absolutely. <laughs> I think they could have developed. Uh, even though I love seeing these characters, I would have loved more of them if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Also, the rival team, the Panthers. I really liked their like hand signs and what they you know <laughs> what they would do there i could get more panthers in this too um I, I like your mascot take also poppy poppy's great in here but sure i can't get enough of poppy so there's a lot of candidates for that award in, in this film next award uh long duck dong award if you've seen 16 candles you know who long duck dong is um it's a character whose omission in the film would make the film better. Is there anyone you would delete from this film? I mean, in order to delete the Downey plotline, I would just delete Downey, I guess. That's fair. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I have to agree with you, Iceland. Yeah, yeah, there's no, I mean, I think that's the best candidate. Because with um, John Michael Higgins, like, he is so much fun to watch and he is doing such a good job that, like, I don't think the movie would be better without him. I think the movie could have treated him differently. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't have been better without him. Whereas I just don't need Downey. You've got Brewster. You've got the mascot. You've got the other male cheerleader with a girlfriend who's been cheering with her forever. I didn't need another bunkmate. No. But to me, it was like so forgettable too. (laughs) So uh, the movie would not suffer from that deletion. That's Mm -hmm. for sure. Good call on that one. Okay. This is a weird one. The next award, the Cameron Fry Award. And that's Alan Rock famously was... 30 years old playing a high schooler in <laughs> Ferris Bueller's Day Off. However, we have already said that there's a character who's 31 in this. Um, did, who looked too old to be a high schooler? I mean, certainly, yeah, both of the main guys. And then I would say all of the Panthers. Yeah, <laughs> I would say a good majority of the quote-unquote yeah. kids in the film <laughs> definitely looked way old uh even um dr rick i know he he was he was not a freshman in college you know no <laughs> <laughs> it's better that they're all around the same age but it's yeah, still it's movie magic it's still kind of weird <laughs> yeah that that's an easy one there okay so uh rotten tomatoes the critics were not happy with this one to put it mildly 25 percent. the audience was a little bit nicer 52 percent. so that's the classic definition of you either like this movie or you don't like this movie. But you guys out there, you know, this is high school slumber party. We give out report cards here in high school and they're from A plus to F. What grades will you give fired up? I'm going to let Kelsey go first. Kelsey. I think I'm going to have to go with a solid D. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, it, it passes, <laughs> but it definitely won't be going on any, uh, any deeds list or principal's list i think i think i think dean's gonna be generous (laughs) okay honestly i think this is a film that if it was a student would would be happy with a d just as long as it doesn't have to go to summer school so i'm not gonna hate on you for that yeah (laughs) (laughs) i mean and this could be my nostalgia talking because I've, i've you know watched it so many times and and it has such a place in my heart i will give it a b a B. <laughs> because I sincerely enjoy it. And because I, I do find redeeming 
things in it, redeeming nuggets in it. Now, if we were on the podcast that Tobin and I do, The Contenders, <laughs> it would not fare as well. But this is High School Slumber Party, so I enjoy watching it. I think it is a, very much a slumber party kind of movie. Mm-hmm. It's a, let you know, while we're doing something else. Um, I've certainly watched it while I'm such an old lady. Well, I've been quilting or doing other crafting projects. You know, it's easy to put on in the background and enjoyable that way. So I, despite all the things, and I agree there are terrible things in it, I give it a B. A B. Nice. You know, that's whew, that's higher than the consensus, but I'm happy you gave it that. I hate when people come on this show bring something like they really enjoy it they def- they defend it not again i know I, you were very fair i'm not saying that but <laughs> and then they come on and don't give it a good grade because they're too embarrassed you you stood up for sure. fired up and i appreciate that i like that i like your enthusiasm someone's got to i am fired yeah, exactly. up what can i say <laughs> you do well at cheer camp <laughs> i don't know about that <laughs> i'd need some pointers from kelsey <laughs> i was a band nerd so i was i had my own camp very true <laughs> so I gave this movie a solid C. I thought that was generous, but it had some good ideas. But those ideas maybe need to be needed to be developed and exchanged for other ideas. I had fun watching <laughs> it. I understand that it was problematic, but I, I had a good time. And there was some stuff, like I said, I really appreciated. I liked the sport element of it. I like how it wasn't that sex romp that like. 2000 whatever that decade's called the naughties or something the aughts <laughs> the aughts yeah oh like the naughty aughts is that what we call it some people call it that i've seen the internet oh so. that's fun <laughs> well yeah it wasn't that like aughts like pure you know sex comedy it was a little bit smarter than that um and at the end of the day it's for someone i for some, maybe for a teenager, it's harmful. But for me, I feel like it was relatively harmless to watch. And, you know, so C, teetering on that C+, but solid C. We all passed it, and that's that's all that's important. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so this is um, one of my favorite questions every week. It's, what sleeping bag would you bring to high school slumber party? And normally, you got to theme it with either something you know something related to the film whether it be cheerleading or fired up itself so uh Iselin, since you're the veteran of this show why don't you go first what would your sleeping bag look like that you'd be bringing to this high school slumber party today oh interesting i mean i i just think it would have to be spirited and since we had brand new uniforms at the end of the film i would say a brand new tiger's sleeping bag that maybe had that um, that faux fur that was on their shoulders on the inside. I liked that. So it was <laughs> snuggly, but enough with like the zippers and things that had the tassels like they had in their hair. Ooh. So I think just reflecting the new uniforms back. Love it. Love it. Kelsey? <laughs> so a tradition that we had in high school is that we would always bring a tie blanket to our competitions oh. that matched our uniforms. Nice. So I had a purple and white one and a black and purple one. Oh, I like it. And so I would have made one that matched our uniforms. <laughs> love I it. Love it. Love it. So good. Oh, relating to the movie, relating to your high school experience. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> good grades all around, everyone. Um, <laughs> okay, so next question, if you will, is called Rent Two Movies, Get One Free. The three of us are walking into our 
local video store, whether it be a Blockbuster, or maybe we're supporting a local chain today, who knows, and these still exist. We've rented Fired Up for our slumber party, and since we have two guests today, each of you will get to pick one other movie that we will watch at our slumber party that we're going to rent in our rent to get one free deal. I mean, I feel like Bring It On is an obvious choice. Oh, obviously, yes. <laughs> so I don't, but I so I don't know. Um, I don't want to steal it from you, Kelsey, if that was your answer. But we we could work collaboratively on our two. What would be another? Oh, yes. Okay, I got it. Yes, Bring It On, and but I'm a cheerleader. Yes, both movies in our series, both movies I enjoyed watching. You know, can't argue with that. I think we're going to have a fun, spirited slumber party. I mean, we sort of go from from not serious, but like um, earnest to satirical. A little I love bit. It. Sandwich, bring it on in there. And <laughs> yes, well, that's what I was going to say is the most earnest of the three. Oh, um, oh. and then not fired up. Huh? No, I put fired <laughs> up in the middle. But then also, I think, but I'm a cheerleader. Kind of pulls at some of the strings that. Um, the other two, but particularly um, fired up, leave hanging around identity and expression and that kind of stuff. I like it. I like it. This was a blast. I, you know, I enjoyed talking about this film. Again, ultimately, I enjoyed watching the film. It was, uh, again, my first watch. It was fun. It definitely fits in with the cheer milieu. And, <laughs> and you know, it was a blast. And it was nice talking to you for the first time, Kelsey and Aislinn. It was nice having you on again. Um, if you want people to follow you or update them on theoretically what you're up to, this is the chance to do that before we say our goodbyes. I don't have any social media, so. <laughs> so Kelsey is a mystery. But if you want to get a message to Kelsey, you could tweet at me. I'm at SassyNerdMT. Or if you're interested in the other podcast that I do with my brother Tobin, that's The Contenders. You can find us on cageclub.me with all of Cage Club's fine, fine offerings, including High School Slumber Party. So if you found this, that means you know how to find Cage Club material. So check us out there. Thanks again. Um, This was an absolute blast. And, you know, looking forward to having both of you on again sometime. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, Brian. I can't thank Kelsey and Aislinn enough. That was super fun. It was super cool to have a cheerleader on. Ugh. Awesome, awesome. Cheer Mondays have been a success in my book. And my book's the only book that matters, of course, because I run High School Slumber Party. (laughs) And just like Aislinn said, the Cage Club Podcast Network is awesome. It's the home of so many other great shows, like her show, The Contenders, and like a bunch of other shows, shows I host as well, like P.S. I Love Hoffman. You'll hear me sometimes on Too Fast, Too Forever, as they have me as a guest often. Or how about Third Time's a Charm, hosted by Mike Manzi? I'm on that show a lot, too. And if you're sick of me, there's plenty of shows that don't feature me as well. (laughs) And of course, you could always check us out on whatever platform you're listening to us right now, whether that be Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Play. And while you're there, give us a nice little five-star rating. Give us a perfect, perfect review. And help High School Slumber Party any way you can, specifically by telling a friend who you think might be interested about High School Slumber Party. And the beat goes on, right? The beat goes on. Oh, yeah. And as the beat goes on, you know that we're twice weekly these days during quarantine. Don't know how long I'm going to be able to pull this off, but I'm trying. (laughs) At least through the summer. At least through the summer. (sighs) But here we go. You still have homework. You can't scare away from homework. And this homework is for Friday's episode. The film, well, I said I'd mention her again. 
the guest is Kate Hudson, and the film, of course, is the next edition of our Twilight Forever series, and that's Twilight Eclipse. Jacob, what are you doing? I'm here to warn you. She's leave now. She has a right to know. What? We've been tracking the situation in Seattle for a while. Unexplained disappearances. <laughs> Killings. Someone's creating an army. An army of vampires? They're coming here. This means an ugly fight with lives lost. We're in. As long as we get to kill some vampires. ready to get your Jacob on. I hope you're ready to get your Bella on. I hope you're ready to get your Edward on. I almost forgot his name. I was going to say, I hope you're ready to get your Robert Pattinson on. (laughs) You get it. You get it. Can't wait for it. Twilight Eclipse, and that's on Friday. And thank you all for tuning in this week. Appreciate it. Hope you're staying happy and healthy. Hope you're doing well, as well as you can be in this scary, scary, scary world. So, uh, uh, looks like it's time for bed. Looks like it's time to crawl into those sleeping bags and get your slumber party on. Or, I don't know. I guess it's still a party when you're sleeping, right? That sounded weird. (laughs) Anyway, remember, life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop to look around once in a while, you could miss it. Let's leave you with another song from Dr. Rick's awesome playlist. And that's Chumbawamba's Tub Thumping. Class dismissed. still here? It's over.
Go home. Go.